Welcome to the First Read Ultimate Spider-Man podcast, where we break down Bendis' iconic run on Ultimate Spider-Man, issues 1 through 160 in Earth 1610. I'm Zach, and I'm joined today by Chess.com user JOPAT18. Yep. No, nobody has a friend in me yet, by the way. Still, Hit him up. Wait, still waiting on one of the webheads to come and kick my arse at chess. Yeah, challenge him. Yeah. How we doing, John? Um, good. How about you? Good morning. Uh, I I'm doing well too. Good morning to you. Good good morning to our loyal listeners also who are maybe listening to this in the morning. But yeah. usually we record and we say good afternoon. But today it's it's Saturday morning. You got any big weekend plans? Um, so I have an empty house this weekend, so wow. I'm probably just going to edit this and watch college football and maybe take some naps. How about you? There you go. What a life. <laughs> um, no, I, I, you know, I have all of my like teaching license and, and master's stuff. So usually I re- reserve one weekend day a week where I just have to sit down and do all my readings and all of my work. So unfortunately that's today. But so that's why you just look tomorrow. bursting with joy right now. I I do, yes. <laughs> I do look like I'm bursting with joy. Um No, I was I was actually uh one of my very, very good friends got married yesterday. Um so you know, obviously we stayed out pretty late. So if if my voice is coarse at all, that's why. Yeah. Was it a good time? Of course. Yep. Nice. Glad to hear it. I also stayed up late last night, but it was literally just because um, playing video games. No, no. I <laughs> I was just like a kid that, you know, doesn't have a bedtime and then also doesn't have the self-control. And it's like I was tired yeah. for a good four hours before I actually let myself get to sleep. But how often do you get the house to yourself? You can't waste that on sleep. Right, right. I wasted it on half paying attention to archer and reading comics there you go have you um let me guess you did not take that time to watch loki or gen v something's going on with my disney plus i can't even get in right now i need to figure that out Hmm. interesting well gen v is on amazon prime and i would go so far as to say it's even better it's pretty good loki or than the boys than loki okay well did you see I saw something interesting this week. Um, Marvel announced, yeah, uh, our TV oh, is shows. Oh, Daredevil? Or... Well, it's partly has okay. to do with that. They're like, oh, so our TV shows haven't been performing as well as we want. So we're going to completely overhaul our process. We're rewriting and reshooting Daredevil. But then also, um, we're going to start planning out the entire seasons before we shoot and we're gonna write like uh a show bible which is like a common thing for tv shows where they're like oh these are the main characters these are like their personality traits these are the points we want to hit they were like yeah we're gonna start treating these like actual tv shows (laughs) and people were like what were you doing before and yeah the answer is flying by the seat of their pants they were just filming episodes one at a time making it up as they went they had like an end point in mind they're like okay you know wandavision we have to end with the scarlet witch being crazy or whatever because it sets up (laughs) doctor strange 
Okay. But they had no plan. Well, what's what's interesting about you saying that is there is something that's go that goes on in the Marvel TV shows where they aren't important enough to they don't want to make people watch the TV shows to understand the movies. So therefore they can't put in too many things in there. And if you notice, they always end exactly where they start. You know, like WandaVision. Wanda is like grieving the loss of Vision, you know, and then we leave her and she's still kind of like grieving over the loss of this time it's her kids or, or but also like Vision, right? Vision was dead. Vision is still gone, you know, when he comes back, even though he was in the entire show. The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. It literally begins with like Sam as Captain America giving it up. And then it just ends as, okay, he's actually going to be Captain America now. So it's like all of this stuff that happened in the middle doesn't really matter. You know, if all you did was watch the movies, you'd be like, oh, yeah, Sam's Captain America now. I I remember that from Endgame, you know? Yeah. They're just fun little inconsequential Yeah, kind experiments. of. Kind of. So it makes sense every, yeah, every week they're like, well, you know, we can do whatever. We just have to take it back at the end. <laughs> <laughs> kind of reminds me of like the reason Star Wars was completely overhauled when Disney bought it is okay if you have this intellectual property that is worth money to mine by putting out more content but you have certain things that are like more canon than others like obviously everyone knows the movies yeah but you need to fill in space between the movies and around the movies and make room for more movies so they had to say, okay, all the books and comics before right now, those don't exist anymore. So we can tell whatever stories we want to, but those stories are still going to be less important than the movies. It's, yeah, it's a very, I understand like from an economic perspective, why they handle stuff like that. But as a fan, I sure wish they didn't. Uh, I read something about Loki, about some comic run in Loki that might like relate to the TV show. And I wanted to ask you about it, but I don't know. Do, do, should we, should we try to get into it and talk about the stuff at the end? Or do you just want to keep going? We're, we're kind of flowing. Yeah, we can riff. Okay. Um, so it's, it's Loki as like something called Avenger prime. Have you heard of this? I don't read Avenger stuff like hardly it's, ever. So it's basically, I think it's like a relatively new comic run also, maybe just from the last couple of years. And Loki like goes to this thing called like the God Quarry, which is, I don't know. I, I guess it's similar to like the end of time stuff. And the, 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 like, have you seen Loki? Did you watch yeah, that? Show? I watched okay. season one. Okay. It's supposed to be like similar to like the Citadel at the end of time where Kang is there. And it's basically like the same thing. Loki figures out that like he always loses to the Avengers, you know. So he tries to go into all these different timelines and kill the Avengers so then he, they won't be there for him to always lose to. And then in doing so, all of the Avengers threats end up winning and like make everything like obviously way worse and like destroy the universe and whatnot. So then it's his job to now go through and collect different Avengers from like different multiverses to, to fight all of these other like multiversal threats. 
And it seems like that's probably where they're going to go with with Loki, just based on listening to that. And I think that sounds pretty cool. And then I'm guessing like these next Avengers movies will just be like Loki being like the new Nick Fury, like recruiting Avengers from different. That'd be cool. You know, but I didn't yeah. know if you'd ever heard of that comic run or if you had thoughts on it or anything, but it sounds like I, you haven't. No, I haven't. Um, I, I mean, it sounds like other comic runs I've, I've read, you know, there's just a lot of concepts that get reused again. Yeah. And like, as primarily like a Spider-Man and X-Men reader, and even like a little bit of Fantastic Four, my first thought is, well, wouldn't that be the captain britain Corps' job to do to take care of that because they're the, the guardians of the multiverse <laughs> or the council of reeds or like the the spider people you know like there are other people yeah. whose deal is oh there's yeah. like a multiversal cancer but yeah. i understand if they they're trying to tell a different story they're going to pretend like those things don't exist yeah good riff yeah anyways Want to talk about the other comics that we're we're here for? Um, yeah, I do. Okay, I do want to talk about one other thing here before we get into it because I didn't want to save it for the end. Um, and Zach Zach already knows this, but I know on last week's pod, you know, I I mentioned Elizabeth and I's dog that um unfortunately had cancer and wasn't doing super well. And this past week, we did have to say goodbye to him. So I just wanted to. Let the listeners know, because we, we filled them in last time, and, uh, you know, if you spared us a, a positive thought at all last week, then, you know, we, we appreciate it, but it was his time to go, Zach. He was a, he was a good boy. Yeah. So and you, you gave him a good last week, a good send-off. I think he knows that yep. he was loved. Yeah, we, we had, like, a, a living memorial party for him last Saturday. And it was just, like, perfect. He just, like, ran around and, like, played in the water for, like, four hours. I've, like, never, ever seen him, like, play for that long without, like... So, it was, it was, it was, uh, you know, it's tough. Yeah. Okay. Thoughts are with you guys. Yeah. Okay. We can, we can get into Spider-Man now. All right. Sounds good. Every business says they're better. But the ones that earn and display the BBB seal back it up. It instantly identifies businesses that are committed to operating with integrity, honoring promises, and telling the truth. Makes you wonder why every business doesn't have it. So look for it, because it's looking out for you. That's why it's the sign of a better business. And find a better business anytime at BBB.org. And we're back. We're back. And we're doing issue 64 and 65 today. Yep. And John, I think I figured out what the cause of me giving you the wrong issue last time was. Um, it wasn't just as simple as, like, the wrong number? <laughs> no, it, I think it's actually way more complex than that. Okay. Than the uh, conspiracy runs deep. So okay. um, you can even see it still in the uh, Instagram posts. Um, I changed it on our RSS feed so that in people's actual podcast apps, it doesn't say this anymore. But um, tell me if you see the issue uh, for issue thir- for episode 39. I said we looked at issues 58 and 59, right? 
And then, uh, wait, for, should I be looking at something? No, no, <laughs> just listen. I, I okay. think you'll pick up on it. So, episode thirty-nine was issues fifty-eight and fifty-nine. Episode forty, according to me, on all of these places, was uh, Ultimate Spider-Man sixty-one and sixty-two. Ah, so there's our problem. Yeah, we skipped sixty. Yeah, according to how I wrote it at all of those places. And I, I was looking well, I've at done it. that. I've done that on the YouTube channel before, and I had to go back and like change it to like episode forty. I think I just did that where I messed up the episode number or the or the issue. Yeah, yeah. So I literally probably referenced what the hell issues are we even in, and looked at like one of those places, <laughs> and I had it written wrong everywhere. Wow, that's funny. But, well, no, no big deal. Yeah. I just thought that was funny that I, I figured it out. Um, Zach, not to change the subject, did I just catch a glimpse of a Starbucks logo? That, are you are you having some bucks here? Yeah. Went What'd and you get? That. Uh, Look at you. Let, Zach's wife goes out of town for the weekend and he's getting Starbucks. <laughs> oh my gosh. I, was I actually, love it. You know I'm a Starbucks drinker. Yeah, I was almost late to pod because i was picking this up um it's just like Uh, now you know the light it's just coffee just a cappuccino okay good if you were gonna say it's like just coffee i was gonna be like you ran out to starbucks to get a black coffee (laughs) (laughs) i've actually been getting starbucks a lot this week like more than i should because i don't have my coffee at home do you know the difference between a latte and a cappuccino i don't okay so a latte is when you pull the espresso shots and then you pour the steamed milk on top. A cappuccino is the opposite. So you pour the steamed milk in and then you pull the espresso shots on top. So there huh. you go. That yep. explains why I kind of like both of them about the same. They're pretty much the exact same thing. Yep. And, 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 you know, a real coffee snob would probably be listening to this and they'd be like, well, it also has to do with like the amount of steamed milk to foam percent. And then that's what turns it into like a macchiato or a blah blah blah, right? But you know. So what you're saying is Elizabeth you... is a coffee snob. So uh, I was gonna say I was I I thought you were telling on yourself as one just no, no, no. Elizabeth worked part time at Starbucks for a while and she like loved it. So she, Oh that's cool. So yeah, so she knows all of that. I respect our baristas. They keep this country yep. running and I sure wouldn't know how to do it like me neither <laughs> you go in there at 6 a.m and they're all like awake and smiling and handling complex orders with ease and accuracy yeah. couldn't yeah. be me Could, i would cry yes <laughs> yep me too okay um issue 64 yes okay zach i i hate to say it but I actually think that Gwen is dead here. I I <laughs> kind of came to some realizations even before reading these, and they're I don't think that they're going to bring her back. Are they not? You can be honest with me. Like, <laughs> well, now why would I do that? Well, if you don't say she's actually dead, I'm going to keep assuming that she comes back. So, see, sex thinking part of this part of the point of me choosing I'm a pretty sure she's never read I, this I, stuff okay. is i want to get your reaction like yeah. your real-time reaction as you're going through the series you okay. don't know what to expect i'll I'm say i'm pretty sure she's gone 
the resolution is probably not something like that you would think of. She's the hobgoblin. <laughs> Gwen Goblin. That's good. Gwen Goblin. <laughs> oh god, Marvel's gonna use that now. Oh my gosh. Have you actually have you actually heard is I think they're Gwen Goblin. Have you heard of that? No. That's Gwen not Gwen Goblin, name. my nuts in your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now okay. Marvel please use it. Cut it out if you want to, Zach. Or leave it in. That's that a good was, one, though. That's gonna be the. That might be the title of the episode. Wait, okay. I'd be so disrespectful to her right after she dies. Well, notice I didn't say her. I said your. Okay, so, <laughs> so that was a joke on you, Zach. I wouldn't disrespect Gwen like that, even though you did earlier on in the show. But we're we're we forgive it. Yeah, that's true. Um, okay, so. Issue 64, do you have something else before before we jump I, in? I did just remember. Um, yes. So today is the Saturday of New York Comic Con. Um, our correspondent, Alyssa Seaman, is on the ground for us. Oh, yeah? In general, this is the one day she didn't get a ticket to. But she, she's, she was there yesterday, and she'll be there tomorrow. Um, she's in New York. That's awesome. All right. Uh, today is the next big thing panel, um, where Jonathan Hickman is going to reveal more details about Ultimate Spider-Man. So and she's not there today. She's not. That isn't that <laughs> ironic, but it'll be all over the internet. Um, so I might go back after this episode is done. Like if I'm editing and I see something come across the timeline that our listeners would want to know about it. No, don't go edit yourself in post. I want to be there when we talk about it, Zach. Ah, okay. If we miss it for the week, then, you know, I don't know. Maybe okay. we can both hop on tomorrow or something. Zach's always That'd trying cool. to cut me out of this podcast. No, I'm not that. Like, I can do a solo episode this week if you want, if you don't want to. And I'm like, Zach, I'm trying chill. to be considerate. <laughs> I won't, I'll never suggest it again. <laughs> Um, okay, I'm I'm sort of just kidding. If there's something really important and it needs to be mentioned, you can hop on and mention it. I mean, obviously. it can wait. People don't run to podcasts for, like, the latest breaking news. This is where they're analysis. getting their Spider-Man breaking news yeah. from an issue 20 years ago. Alright, so it'll either be in this episode or the next one, but you guys are gonna get some, some juicy deets. Yeah. Okay, issue 64. Brian Michael Bendis, Mark Bagley, Scott Hanna, and J.D. Smith, and Chris Eliopoulos. Basically, what's now become our, our new team. Scott Hanna seems to have taken that role as inker. So Peter and Connors are outside the Parker residence, and they're in shock because Carnage has appeared behind them, in case we forgot. And Peter manages to stammer out the question, Connors, what have you done? And Dr. Kurt Connors is too scared and in shock to even, like, respond. He just he just keeps saying, I don't. And Peter screams at it. What does it do? How does it keep killing people? And Connors tells him that he doesn't even know what they're looking at. The last time he saw this thing, it was the size of a gerbil. And how how did this thing become Carnage again? What is the deal with it, right? Because we were looking at it, and we were like, oh, it's like a demonic baby. And then, like, something... <laughs> they just walked out of the room, and, like, 
the experiment took as they weren't paying attention to it or something. So as I understand it, it's a mix of um, venom, which already was part of like Peter's dad's DNA and Peter's Spider-Man blood. And then it's absorbed the life force of whatever four people. Yeah. Um, okay. Oh, so it's like getting stronger. Oh, yeah, we talked about that last week, didn't we? That we yeah. think it's getting... Yeah. Because it looked like a sludge monster, and then it ate two people and was scary all of a sudden. Yeah. So Carnage begins to do that thing where it, like, opens up its face, and we see an outline of someone's face, just like we did before, and it turns into, a, like, a Peter Parker Carnage thing that tries to talk, but it can only say the words, bah, bah. Which was kind of funny because I thought it was like the Shit's Creek woman. If you've ever seen Shit's Creek, how she uh, that's how she says baby. Baby. Anyway. <laughs> what do you think it was trying to say? It's obviously trying to say something. Did I you don't think about know. that at all? Or okay. I, I I did. I don't know if it gets I read this on like Monday of this week. Okay. I was so early and then I, I don't remember how <laughs> this those words resolve. Oh, it doesn't. <laughs> um so Peter and Connors jump back in horror as this thing turns back into carnage and begins attacking but basically it like turned into what looked like Peter for a second and then turned back. And Peter yells at Connors to go back to the lab and find a way to destroy it while Peter begins fighting it off. And we get a New Yorker who yells out the window shut the f- up because it's 4 in the morning. <laughs> Very New York. That was funny, but it also made me think, aren't they across the street from where Aunt um, May woman and just Mary Jane also? Well, okay, yes, that too, but like Aunt May and Mary Jane and Mary Jane's mom are in the house apparently directly across the street while they're like fighting and yelling. Yeah, that, yes. And it woke we, up a we, different, <laughs> ma- different we, neighbor. We specifically even saw like they're directly outside the window to their house. <laughs> like as close as possible so it is surprising that uh nobody comes out and and sees any of this big superhero fight that's going on here so peter begins yelling at himself internally as he's fighting saying that this is all his fault for trusting connor's he's okay with fighting bad guys but mutated clones of himself is too far And Peter repeats the line, with great power must also come great responsibility, and tells himself that he's failed. And Carnage begins to run away, and Peter starts chasing after it in regular Peter Parker clothes. Did I miss anything you found important there? Why does Carnage begin to run away? Seems weird. Yeah, I don't know. I call it sleepy Peter Parker clothes, because this is not what he would normally wear. This is what he... No, it's like pajamas. Yeah. Yeah. So, Carnage leaps down onto two police cars, and I know Zach probably loves that because he hates cops, so he probably <laughs> loves it when they get terrorized. I actually <laughs> empathized with these guys because they're, like, getting fresh donuts. <laughs> they like, are. The, like, the middle of the night, they, they showed up to the donut shop just for, you know, getting them fresh out of the oven, they and are. I've definitely done that before. Yeah, they're they're working like the three AM shift and, and one of the cops who's like probably a little bit older is like 
This is the best part of working this shift. The freshest of donuts. If you want to humanize cops to me, just have them eating copious amounts of donuts. That's like the best stereotype yeah. for them. Well, and this and the other cop even says like you're a caricature of a caricature. <laughs> so, so that is kind of funny. Um, but Carnage jumps down and uh, does his thing and and sucks the life force out of these cops. And as I really Carnage, wish they had gotten like at least a bite in before they died. <laughs> like, like, like that was what I was thinking. They didn't like, even get to like, try their donuts. He's like, this is the freshest of donuts. This long john is so good. I could just die right now. <laughs> but he doesn't even get that. There's not a bite taken no, out. Yeah, bummer. I would have, if that were me, I would have been like, dude, you couldn't have killed me two minutes later. <laughs> yeah. Um, gosh, man, I might have to go pick up some donuts after we record this. I don't, I, I think donuts are my favorite food i could literally eat a dozen of them without even noticing that they're gone like when i was a kid i basically did that at a friend's birthday party and my uh my parents knew the you know kids parents and they were like oh how'd it go and my (laughs) friend's dad literally said well he likes donuts (laughs) because <laughs> they got like three or four boxes and i had a whole one to myself that's awesome yeah like three days ago elizabeth and i got a dozen donuts and i think i slammed nine of the 12 <laughs> it's been my, they're just too good <laughs> they are it, it was kind of my new year's resolution to get, get healthy this year and part of that was i'm not going to eat donuts because i know that's my weakness so yeah I, I mean, I haven't been going to the gym well, super okay consistently, but I cheat day now and then. I have not had a donut this year. You know, wow, that's depressing. Um, you know, I found it. <laughs> this is going to quickly become like a self help podcast or motivational podcast for the gym, but I've been finding it extremely hard to go to the gym recently, also, or to get a good workout, and so I've just been trying to do. A hundred curls, a hundred push-ups, and a hundred sit-ups every day. Which, and I can't even do that, Zach. <laughs> It'd take like twenty minutes if I focused, probably less. Yeah. So you're doing better than me, I'm sure. Well, speaking of uh, not being healthy and donuts, have you ever had a donut burger? I think at the state fair, like years ago, I did have a glazed donut burger, and uh, it was nothing to, to write home. It was just, you know, you don't think so? I think it was it just worked. like a donut burger, right? I mean, it, it was like not a like you said that like it's all in, messy. You say that would, like it's a normal thing. I would rather eat a cheeseburger and then eat two glazed donuts than eat them all at the same time. Uh. I don't know. Maybe you just didn't see the vision. Maybe you need to try maybe, it again. Maybe I did. That's yeah. It was a while ago. I probably, I probably just didn't see the vision. That That's would maybe fair. be like my death row meal. Okay. So speaking now that we're talking about cooking stuff, I have heard something in the past week that I'm like gonna start using all the time, and maybe some of our overseas listeners will know this. But do you ever use MSG, or do you like know what that is? Madison Square Garden. Yes. 
<laughs> no, um, you've never heard of MSG? Like, uh, no. it's like a, it's it looks like salt kind of, and it and it has some sodium like salt, but not as much. But it's just like supposed to be a flavor enhancer in like almost everything, and okay. it's used a lot in like Asian cooking specifically. But dude, there's this. I'm surprised you haven't heard of it, at least in the sense that you'd be like, oh, yeah, isn't that bad for you? Because I'm pretty sure that, like, Big Salt had this huge, like, marketing campaign against MSG and how it's, like, bad for you when that's kind of all a myth, you know? In the Hmm. same way that Domino Sugar did this, like, big marketing campaign back in the day that, like, um... You know, sugar should be white because sugar in the raw, I don't know if you know, is is like brown. Not brown sugar, but just like regular sugar in the raw is is, is kind of brown. And Domino Sugar was like, no, that's bad. And it was all a myth just for like capitalism, you know? And I believe I, that. Yeah. So I'm gonna try to start using this MSG. It's supposed to it's supposed to make things a lot better, especially like meats cooking with it. It's supposed to like bring out the flavor a little bit more. So Interesting. Tell me how yeah. uh, how you like it. I will. Um, okay, should we get back to it? Yeah, we got way off. Well, that's okay. That's why people listen to this pod. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we say goodbye to to what I think is fair to say the two best cops on the uh, in the series run so far. I bet it was also their last day on the force. Oh man, Zach, you're making me sad. Um, and. As Carnage sucks the life out of these out of these cops, these like tendrils are kind of coming out of his body, and all that remains is the most jacked looking Peter Parker ever, just standing naked in the like in the street. And um I thought that this was just like a messed up version of Peter. Is that what you thought the first time you looked at it also? Because we're we're going to find out in a couple pages that that's not actually what it is. But that's what yeah, it seemed like to me. I think we're supposed to recognize it and say, you know, why is he becoming Peter? Well, I thought it was very easy to explain why he's becoming. It's like all made from his DNA. So it's like, oh, okay, that makes sense. He's becoming Peter, you know. Okay. Science what? nerd. <laughs> Okay. Yes, it looks like Peter. Well, We're you supposed don't think to people, think it's you don't Peter. Think people would put that together. <laughs> like, I guess. Okay. Um. So then we then and the real Peter is like watching on in horror, and we then cut back to Doctor Connors, and he's at the lab, and he's thinking to himself, like, "Man, I have no idea how to deal with this thing." When all of a sudden we see a shirtless Peter standing in his office. Hold up, real quick. I just noticed something. Uh, yep. Top left panel, page twelve, the one you're on. The, there's a sign that we can only partially see for the ESU Science Building, and it's named after Reed Richards. Reed Richards. Yep. Wow. Good catch. Fun so Easter egg. Reed Richards Building. Yeah, that is a fun Easter egg. Um. So we see the shirtless Peter Parker confronting connor's kind of and is and he's kind of shadowed are we supposed to be like oh, i don't know if this is the real one is this the real one or the fake one because it's uh, very obvious to tell because this one is not jacked as can be <laughs> he's just like normal 
Spider-Man jacked. I think we are supposed to wonder, though. Okay. Um. So Peter is like, Connor. Connors is like, what? What happened? What? Why are you here? And Peter's like, I knew what I had to do. He says, it's over. What happened? It's done. And yeah, he says the carnage thing transformed into something. And Peter knew it meant it was either him or carnage. And he says he thinks that Carnage needed him to live because he was made out of Peter's DNA and killing the other people only kind of temporarily would would rebuild itself. And Peter thought he was fighting a damaged version of himself, but when he looked closer, he realized it was actually his dad. Ooh. What, he what looks you, a lot like his dad. Yeah, you know, I don't... I don't I don't think that looks like his dad. Haven't we seen his dad before? Does that look like him? That looked more like Peter to me. It it looks like almost specifically like Peter. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm glad you said that too. And Peter fought with the carnage dad and threw him into some fire and killed it. And right before he dies, we kind of see this, this shot of the carnage dad looking sad, like he's about to die. And then he kind of turns back into a monster and screams. And um, and he, what, what do you think what, it, this is that he threw him into? Is this like a nuclear dude, reactor? I, I don't know. That's why I just thought he threw him into some fire. I had a hard time understanding this fight. It's like a smokestack all. in yeah. New York City with like molten lava at the bottom. It's like he threw him into a star. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. What do you think of this whole like I I sort of don't like that they cut from the fight just to go to Dr. Connors where he's going to tell him about the fight. Yeah, that is strange. Why don't we get to see this as Peter is seeing it, you know? I thought that was very that was a choice. Yeah, and and not a good one, I don't think. And I sort of think it only was there so for that split second of looking at the panel we'd be like oh is this the real peter or the fake peter that's showing up at dr connor's lab you know like that's the only reason we would jump ahead like that it's presented as as if um his conversation with connor's is the a plot of this episode and him fighting and killing carnage is just the b plot yeah i i almost Boy, it could be it could have been a really interesting thing if maybe they did tease us a little bit longer of if the, is this Peter or is this you know the Carnage Peter and I don't know maybe it is Carnage Peter and then it would make sense to like cut to it like that so we don't get to see what happens but I don't know I, I was like this I, I would have liked just reading this you know learning it was his dad as Peter uh, you know see his reaction to all this but. Instead, he's just like, yeah, I had to kill it, it turns out. So I what did, if, and now it's done. What if we're supposed to take his word um, at face value for now, that he is the real Peter Parker, and he killed Carnage, and everything's oakley-doakley, and then we go all the way up to issue 160, and the series ends with Peter inexplicably using a Carnage power, and we realized that he killed the real Peter in this issue and had just been living his life ever since. 
Oh man, that'd be that'd be really good. It would be yeah. it would it would be sad, but it would be a really good. Um, it's something I could see happening in like a movie. It's not. That's not what's happening here. <laughs> It'd be but, like a good twist, but a bad plot choice. Yeah, you know, people would hate it for the implications of like, oh, Peter was dead ha- over half the time, and we didn't know. That's kind of like what just happened with Secret Invasion. Where all of a sudden we just like see Rhodey and he just like turns into a scroll. And it's like, oh yeah, Rhodey's been a scroll this whole time. And it's like, that doesn't really make sense. You know, people hated that. He could have been a scroll for a little bit, but it doesn't make sense to be like, it was never Rhodey at all. You know, we've, we've, we've seen too much of him. Yeah. Creative writing 101. Sometimes the best twist is not what's best for the story. Wow, there you go. Put that in your notebooks. Jot writers. that down. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Connors apologizes to Peter. He's like, no young boy should ever have to fight a clone version of his dad and kill it. <laughs> and Peter kind of grabs him and he's he's uh, he's screaming at him. And he's yelling that Connors murdered those people. He killed Gwen. And Peter cocks his arm back to, like, punch him really hard. And then he just breaks down crying and says, you killed Gwen again. Um, And then we cut to a police station where Dr. Connors walks in and confesses to the detectives because he says he he accidentally murdered those people. So... Is Connors a bad guy? I don't know. Who's to say? There's a lot of gray area with this one, I think. I think we can at least agree that he deserves some accountability. So it's it's a good thing that he turned himself in. You know, it's probably a good thing he's going to face jail time. It's like what he did is probably like manslaughter, you know, like he didn't mean to kill them, but he still has to pay the price because they died but, because of him. But not really, right? Not in the real world. Because if a Tesla explodes on the road, Elon Musk isn't going to jail over that. Like, you know, people aren't held accountable when their inventions go poorly, generally. They should be, maybe. But, you know, right? Like, if a company produces a drug and that drug kills people because it wasn't perfect, I feel like that's just, like, a fine. I don't think I think the difference is those that stuff kills like someone who paid to use the product. They like made what they thought was an informed decision and accepted the risk. This would be like if you're driving by a wind turbine and it falls over and crushes you in your car. Like it's uh it's different because these the people that died from carnage they didn't do anything on their own choosing to interact with carnage. They didn't put themselves in harm's way, even like a yeah. little bit. They, it just happened to them. Yeah. Well, so when Amazon eventually produces AI robots and they uh, start killing people, you think Bezos is going to be held accountable? <laughs> I think by that point, he'll probably have like purchased. He'll, the US he'll be on the moon. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why a wind turbine falling over was the first example I could think of. 
I was thinking when you said that, I was like, are we going to hold the farmer accountable or something for this? <laughs> That's such a weird, uh, I don't know. I just had a wind turbine come to my mind and I was like, we're going to yeah. see if I can use this. Um, so Peter is sitting on his bed at MJ's place and MJ walks in and she asks if he slept at all. And he's like, nope. And she's asked if he went out, and he says, yeah. He's kind of speaking in one word answer only. She's, she asked if he caught the guy that did all this, and he says, yeah. And then she says she should have woken her. She would have gotten his costume. And he says, no more costume. I'm done. And, and MJ says, done with what? And he says, with Spider-Man. No more. Ooh. Do you want to clue our listeners in on what that's referring to? I mean, I think most of them know there was a really famous story back in the original. 60s. Run, yeah. Where he says, Spider-Man, no more. And he throws his suit in the trash and you get that yeah. great iconic image of him walking away from it. It's been spoofed yeah. a million times. And it's like part of what like Spider-Man 2 was based off of, I yeah. guess, was that storyline. And the stupid canon event stuff. I loved the okay. yeah, okay, Spider-Verse so, wow. movie. But I hate how now oh everything on the internet is just talking about canon events. It's like, let it go. It's not that <sighs> big of a... It's just a plot device. Dude, I was just about to say, I like how they're... I like how Spider-Man has these, like, canon events. Like, it's not just... It's not just that. Like, I think that's cool that, like, every Spider-Man has a Spider-Man no more moment, you know? But Where? people misunderstand it. They'll post a picture of a random spider character and they'll be like, what was their canon event? And it's like, um, I don't know, probably the exact same thing as all of the other Spider-Men. And that's the whole point of it. Yeah. And then people also misunderstand it. And they're like, anything bad that happens is a canon event. Canon event just means like traumatic event. It's like, no, that that wasn't even what the movie said a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. There were like six, and I don't even know if this was one of them, but maybe it should have been. Um, so the police are looking around Empire State U, and they Ben Riley comes in, and they tell him that the thing he was working on with Connors is what got everyone killed, and Connors is in custody, and Riley's out of a job, and Riley asks if he can go get his stuff and pack it up. And we see him swipe a second sample of Peter's blood. Why is he not going to jail also? Uh, like, we found what, out he's, they say he's the lab assistant, and that still doesn't clue me in at all on if he was like a grad student or like a professional. And he seems like he is, does he seem like he's shadier than Connor's? Like, well, yeah, wasn't it after he did stuff that it turned into carnage anyways, like Connors wasn't there and Riley was the last one to leave the lab, I think. I don't know. I think this dude's been messing with stuff from the beginning. Yeah, he might not be a good dude. He, it's definitely weird that he's like, oh, let me go get my stuff. And you're thinking he's talking about like his jacket or pictures or something. Well, he is. <laughs> he's like lying, obviously. Right. You know? And he goes and he steals a vial that says Parker. Number two. S sample two. Yeah. Yeah, so... And no, not a good dude. I'm sure that won't come back at all. Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> what 
What did you think? It, it was, I mean, it was fine. Um, it was, like we said, a little wonky how it was, like, paced and told. A uh, little unclear as to the resolution. It's like, he's he says, you know, Connors, go find a way to kill this thing. And then what he just settles on is throwing it basically into and a volcano. And kills it. Yeah. yeah. And, mm, uh... That's interesting. I don't know. I kind of wish that this thing was, <laughs> was Carnage Spider-Man. And we got sort of a longer, uh... It it would be cool to get a multi-issue storyline where we aren't quite sure if we're following the right one or not. And, you know, I think that would be fun. Yeah, uh, I think it would have been more interesting than this, at least. I mean, we called this five-issue arc Carnage. We didn't even see him for, like, the first one or two. And then, basically, he killed Gwen, and the story instantly became about oh my god, we lost Gwen. This was the only issue where it was like Peter fighting Carnage, and he wasn't even in his Spider-Man suit. He was in his pajamas. Hmm. Yeah. It almost feels yeah. like a misdirection, you know? Like, this this arc was not actually very much about Carnage. Just like the black suit Spider-Man, like, only had one issue. Yeah, that's you know? right. These are eras we, that there could have been more done with. Do these guys come back? Are they maybe just like setting them up for a bigger role later? Like this is like their. I mean, their they threw him into story. They threw him into fire, and he like melted. Okay. Rest I mean, in we'll peace, see. you son of a. Yeah, stranger things have happened, so we'll see. Um. Okay, you got a rating system on either of these two issues? I don't. Out of ten delicious donuts. Oh, that's a good one, Zach. Good one. Um, okay. I am man, I think I'm gonna give this one a seven out of ten delicious donuts. It could have been higher for all the reasons that we've already talked about, but it was still I don't know. Still enjoyed it. Yeah. I'm right there with you. It wasn't like an unpleasant issue or anything. I just would have maybe hoped for more from it. Yeah. Like it almost, it almost seems like the Marvel TV shows, like you would expect that they went into this whole arc with an interesting end point. And instead they were just kind of like, Oh, and we, we wrapped it up the end. Yeah. It's funny that you say these have all been about like dealing, or it was like about dealing with Gwen's death because I, would like to see more of the real world like implications for Gwen's death, you know, like dude, Elizabeth and I cried for like three days and we still are going to more about like lucky passing away. So if like a very close friend of mine passed away, it would be all encompassing for everyone around for like a long time. I feel like so I don't know. And and we do get that a little bit in the next issue. So I feel like that is a perfect segue for the next issue because yeah. <laughs> I I'm going to be honest. So so this one's mine. This is issue 65. Um, it's called Detention. I the only remembered one detail from this issue, like from previous reads. The only thing I remembered was Mary Jane saying, "Oh, she did like us." And that kind of has stood out in my mind whenever I think about like Gwen's death in general. But 
overall, I had forgotten about this issue. And I just read like the brief synopsis online before I read the issue to make sure that it would like work well with being paired with the one you just did. And it was like, oh, the kids are in Saturday detention. It's like the breakfast club. And I thought, man, that is not the right tone. They need to do something that's like honors Gwen, something that's kind of like more thoughtful. Yeah. You know, they can't just they can't kill her and then go into a fun little romp of a story. Yeah, and I think that I think that is so ironic because that also is how I think find myself thinking about the breakfast club no matter how many times i've seen it already whenever i go to rewatch it i kind of expect that i'm going into like any of the other john hughes molly ringwald movies like pretty in pink or 16 candles i think it's just going to be like a fun light-hearted little thing and it always just clocks me upside the head like i forget how heavy it is and i think this issue did that too you know i i went in expecting it to you know, to not really like it that much. And then I feel like it actually yeah. was handled with a lot of care. You know, of course I know the movie, the breakfast club and pretty in pink and 16 candles. I have never seen any of those movies, like watching them all the way through. They're good. Um, yeah. I, I feel like it's a different experience watching them when you're like roughly in high school than yeah. watching them as an adult, you know? Um, yeah. Because that, that's when I saw them, and I, I loved all of them. Um, 16 Candles is honestly one of my, like, comfort movies. Because it's Aww. just, nothing bad happens in it, but it's still, like, kind of fun. It's just, a you know, if you just need a brain break, it's a good I little... I think that's the one I've seen the most of, maybe. Do, do, do they, like, do some younger kids, like, go home with some, like, drunk senior or something that is, like, way too drunk? That <laughs> Yes, there are things in it. Okay, that that is, then that's the one I've seen the most of. Yeah, there are things in it that's not great. Uh, and there's, like, the Asian yeah. guy who just, like, does the... Yeah, the Long Duck Dong is an unfortunate character. That has not oh, aged well. I know there's a but yeah, no, hey, you can't you can't judge things based on today's standards. More or less, it's a sweet movie. Yeah. Um Okay. Sounds like anyways. That, sounds like it's your kind of movie. I, not not <laughs> normally, honestly. It's just like specifically that one, I don't know, it scratches an itch. Yeah. Nice. I haven't even watched it in like years. Um so yeah, anyways, issue sixty five, detention regular creative team um we start with a panel of a sad looking spider-man this is the cover we start with a panel of a sad looking spider-man leaning on a wall with his hands over his face and there's like a giant almost translucent gwen stacy face looking at him from like the clouds and then you know actually in the issue uh we open on peter sitting in a classroom select Surrounded by Flash Thompson, Kong Harlan, Liz Allen, and Mary Jane Watson. And there appears to be no one else in the classroom. And Peter and MJ both appear sad, while the other three kids seem bored. And there's a long silence before Flash finally starts complaining about having to be there. And we learn that they're in Saturday detention and they have to stay there all day. 
And Liz says she can't believe she's missing work for this. And she's so broke. And Mary Jane says, me too. And then Flash snaps at her and says, well, you should have thought about that before you got all crazy. And the two of them bicker for a moment and MJ shoots him a glare. And Flash asks what Peter's deal is and remarks that it looks like he he could be in a coma. And Mary Jane tells Flash to leave him alone, and the room gets quiet again for a minute. And then Flash says to Kong, I think he's dead too. And everyone freaks out about that. Mary Jane and Liz yell at Flash, and even Kong looks disgusted at Flash and just says, Dude. And Mary Jane tells Flash he's sick and deranged, and he still doesn't get that he's the reason they're all there. And he tells her, uh, he tells her they're there because she's crazy. And MJ says, you know what you did. And Flash yells back, what I did. And we get a flashback to the previous day at school. And in the flashback, Peter and Mary Jane are standing in the hallway talking to the principal about how they're dealing with the aftermath of Gwen's death. And Liz comes up and asks MJ what they're doing. And MJ says they're cleaning out Gwen's locker. So the principal is there to unlock it for them, and Peter's supposed to bring everything home for him and Aunt May to sort through. And once it's open, um, the principal leaves, and Mary Jane notices a picture taped to the door of the locker, and it's of her, Peter, and Gwen all smiling. And John, did you catch when that was taken? Um, no, I didn't. But I don't know why they had to kill her off. I just think it's mean. <laughs> yeah, it <laughs> sucks. Um, but Mary Jane remembers that that picture was taken the time they skipped school. And listeners would remember that from the Ultimate Team-Up issue. That's where an they, X-Men episode. They met the X-Men at the mall. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, I loved that issue and I loved seeing it like pay dividends. So here. do they take a picture? Do we see them take a picture in that issue? I don't think we do. And I also didn't go back to look at that, see if that's what they were actually wearing oh, that day. That'd be a good one to check out. Okay. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll try to. Yeah. Um, fastest way to do that would honestly be the Instagram. Let me, let me do that right now. No, I, I, can, I, I think I'm going to be able to find this. I'm going to eat you. I'll get there faster. Ultimate. Gwen was wearing a green shirt. Mary Jane's re- wearing a red blazer and a white shirt let me see this picture oh we got him we got him we got him the the clothes don't match but the sentiment was sweet um what ultimate team up issue is this uh oh i think it's issue 11 11 i gotta look i gotta look also oh man i hate the way they're drawn in this one uh, i love that art style there's you know it'd be funny if that's what the picture that's the art style that the picture was taken in that would be so funny <laughs> that would the, be pretty funny this panel it's on the instagram of gwen yelling everyone get in the f-ing car that's just like one of my favorite pictures of her in this uh this series i don't know why it's just fun no i i don't like the way that this is drawn at all um okay different strokes How do i get back to the Okay, Zach, you can continue. All right. Um, So Mary Jane gets emotional and she says she did like us. And 
obviously apparently that's that's what has stuck with me about this issue before that's uh it was a real real good line and she asks peter if he's okay and he says he just needs a minute and just then dickhead flash and kong walk over and ask what they're doing and liz says they're cleaning out gwen's locker and flash says "Ooh, free stuff do we get to take what we want and liz tells him to go away and as he does flash tells peter great job keeping an eye on her well done and mj immediately grabs a textbook out of the locker and whacks flash in the back of the head with it which knocks him on top of kong and then she jumps on top of him and starts pulling his hair, yelling, Take it back, Flash! And Peter and Liz try to pull MJ off of... I said Kong, but it's off of Flash. They try and pull MJ off of Flash, and um, as a teacher comes out into the hallway to break up the fight, Peter pulls his arm back and elbows the teacher in the mouth and knocks her into the lockers. And we... Uh, flash back to the present and we see the kids in detention and Flash is still saying that it was Mary Jane's fault. And MJ asks Flash why he is the way he is and he just holds a hand up to try and silence her. And she says she knows normally he acts this way to get attention, but this time someone he knew died and he keeps acting like it's a big joke and she wants to know why. And he tries to look away from her for a while, and suddenly MJ's face lights up, and she says, You liked her. That's what you've been trying to tell Peter. All those times you were trying to get him alone, and Peter wouldn't listen to you. You were going to tell him that you liked Gwen. You were going to ask for advice or get him to um, tell her. So, John, what do you think about that? Mm, I kind of forgot that there were those times when Flash was trying to talk to him in private. I forgot that it had a payoff at all. Oh, I, th I think you even mentioned that it doesn't have a payoff. Yeah, I thought it was a dropped plot. I mean, um, that was like 20 issues ago. That was so set up so long ago, and it makes me wonder if they kind of had an inclination that it was going to lead to this, or if they came up with it now, and it just works really well. Hmm. Probably it was planned. I mean, I, I don't know, but um, it feels like it was. Yeah. But then also the Carnage story didn't feel like it was. So it's like, how long did they know they were going to kill Gwen? Yeah. Um, This whole interaction seems to finally have gotten Peter's attention because for the first time in the present in the issue, he's actually watching the other characters and showing emotion. And uh, which I thought was funny. It wasn't when Flash was like insulting his girlfriend and yelling at her. Peter didn't do anything then. But when they find out that he liked Gwen, he's like, oh. And uh, Flash tells Mary Jane to shut her face, but she tries to tell him it's OK and he could admit he had a crush on Gwen. And Flash stands up and screams at her. I said, shut up. And he storms out of the room, slamming the door behind him. And three hours later, Kong says he guesses Flash isn't coming back. And MJ admits she didn't mean to run him off. She really thought she was going to get through to him. And Kong says, listen, he's not a bad guy. He's just loud. And Peter says, yes, he is. And Liz remarks, oh, he speaks. 
And Kong starts to tell Peter he just needs to sit down with Flash and talk, talk to him. But Peter interrupts him and says, Kong, I've known Flash since I was seven years old, and I've met a lot of bad people. He's a bad person. And then I'm going to do the whole monologue. Um, Peter says, sure, now he's just he's just one of those guys who likes to bust on everyone. Just jokes, right? He gets to say and do whatever he wants because he has a basketball jacket and a nice haircut. But here's the thing. He's going to grow up. He's going to become a man. And because you have rewarded him for his behavior year after year, because his parents don't seem to care, because all he knows is that it's okay to act this way, to treat people like this, he's going to grow up to be a full-grown, greedy, mean, selfish liar. The world is filled with them. The world is being run by them. And your friend is one of them. You need to learn this and learn it fast. This is why Gwen is dead. This is why Harry is gone. This is why half of us don't have parents anymore. Because good people don't get to be happy. And sometimes they don't get to live. We just sit and wait for one of those evil, two-faced, greedy liars to step on our heads. And Kong asks, me too? And Peter says, you too, what? And he says, am I one of those people? And Peter tells Kong, you're best friends with someone who treats you like crap. He hangs around with you. I'm sorry, but he hangs around with you solely to make himself feel superior. And the truth is, you are ten times the guy he is. But you let him treat you like this. You let him. And Kong asks, what about you, man? What kind of person are you? And Peter just says, I'm nothing. And Mary Jane says, what about Spider-Man? And Peter stands up and stares at her shocked and then runs out of the room. And Mary Jane chases him, calling his name. And Kong says, are we allowed to just leave? And Liz says, I don't think so. Did you think this was a weird turn of events? Like that she just said, what about Spider-Man? And that he reacted that way? Yeah, I sure thought, well, that just gave it away. Now Kong and Liz know for sure that he's Spider-Man. But I even, I scrolled through a few more issues after this last night. And, and it doesn't come up. I didn't it? see them really re react, <laughs> like, especially Liz. You know, Kong already kind of knows, but I don't, I don't get the sense that Liz even picked yeah. up on what <laughs> she was talking about. Yeah, I don't know. I thought it was weird. I I did too. Um, because also you wouldn't expect Mary Jane to just say that in front of everyone. Also, do you think Peter's being a little harsh on Flash, or do you think that this is warranted? I think that was a really edgy the world is dark monologue <laughs> from a teenager who's hurting. Um I think Flash is a jerk, you know. I don't think it's okay to be like oh, that boy was just mean to that girl because he liked her. And it's especially yeah. that he's doing it like while she's dead. Like he's, yeah. he's poo-pooing on her memory in front of people that were way closer to her than he was because he had a crush. Yeah, like, that's true. Flash is like an emotionally stunted man baby. But also, I think Peter is... But also, Peter actually has met a lot of bad guys. 
Yeah. And being a jerk is not nearly on the same level as all of these other people that he's That's the met. thing. That's the thing. You're right. Like, there's no indication that Kong or that Flash is going to grow up to be like Norman Osborn or anything. Yeah. You know? Like, he's a dick, but he's not evil. Of and Peter, Peter's equating the two, and he, yeah. of anyone, should know that that's not how it works. Yeah. Um, so they're running through the hallway. Peter jumps out a window and climbs onto the roof and Mary Jane is standing at the locked door that connects to the roof. And she's like looking through the, the window of it. And she calls out to Peter and she says, she's sorry. And Peter says, he's not mad at her. He's just had it. It's too much. And he says he thought he could make a difference, but he didn't save Gwen or her father or uncle Ben. And she points out that not everything in the world can be his fault and asks why he's making it his fault. And he basically says that things suck and are never going to change. And Mary Jane says, yes, they will. And Peter asks her how. And MJ says, because of people like you. Don't you know that? Peter turns away from her and says, well, then we're all in a lot of trouble and jumps off the roof. And he starts running across rooftops when he hears a woman being robbed at knife point in the alley below. And for a split second, it looks like he's thinking about walking away, but he hears her crying out for somebody to help her, and he hears one of the robbers threaten to kill her. So, of course, he jumps down and he fights off the thieves, and he holds two of them up by their necks and gives them a come-to-Jesus talk, and he tells them they have one chance starting now to change their lives, and then he holds them in front of the woman and makes them apologize to her. And then he sets them free and tells them to go do something with their lives. And they scamper off. This this would be a nice uh, little arc if maybe Spider-Man went on like a Punisher type of spree where he like started killing some people, you know, <laughs> because he's he's just like, right. He probably he's thinking like how Flash is like evil and he's kind of lost the ability to like equate or this like. You know, you're either good or bad, and if you're bad, then you're just going to kill people. So, like, got to be taken out. <laughs> I think that's a line they couldn't come back from. It would break the character. Okay. I mean, if you were going to do it, I suppose do it in, like, an alternate universe, like, you know, the ultimate universe or something. But I just don't think that's something Spider-Man fans are interested in. Yeah. You know, if you want to read that story, you would be reading a Punisher. Yeah. Um, and the woman hugs him and thanks him. And Peter runs up the side of the building again. And he asks himself why he just did that. And he says, I'm sorry, Gwen. What do you think? Hmm. Um, I thought it was pretty good. I thought this one was a very quick read. It, Which it is like funny because took any time at all. It had so many words. Did it? I mean, yeah, it was like almost all words. Yeah, I I thought it was, uh, you know, I thought it was a pretty good one. I'll say this, taking notes on it took a while. Did it? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't take any, so I was just reading it <laughs> with you. <laughs> um, Because I read it like two seconds before we hopped on. <laughs> <laughs> um. 
But but I thought it was, you know, this is a pretty good one. Yeah. Um okay, so I've got a scale uh out of Well, what do you think? Give I, me, I give me your more in-depth thoughts. I mean, I loved it. Orig- like Did I said, you? originally okay. I went in thinking they're really going to go from killing Gwen three issues ago and that story like just finally stopped moving super fast, you know, like they're finally going to get a moment to breathe and do something else. And they're really going to go into a lighthearted romp. And that's absolutely not what they did. Um, I thought we need like a decompression episode where they actually address the fact that Gwen's dead and everyone has to deal with it. And I think this was maybe like the smartest, best way to have done it. Um, I loved like all the dialogue. I felt like all the characters felt like real people. I felt like they were, you know, having deep, meaningful conversations. There was stuff that had been built up to like flash had been trying to talk to Peter for a while. And also I could see flash liking Gwen. Like I can just see, you know, he's kind of, they're, they're kind of like assertive dominant people in different ways, you know, with him, it's like bullying, but with her, it's just like, you know, confidence and like individuality and like, you know, she pulled a freaking knife on Kong once. Like I, I could see him seeing her and being like, Oh yeah. Like this is a strong woman in the same way that I think I'm a strong man. Um, yeah, I thought it was a little silly that this, a lot of this issue was like, Oh my gosh, you had a crush on Gwen. Oh, like, I don't care, you know, about these like high schoolers having a crush on each other. Um, and it was only, it was only like two pages that that lasted before he ran out of the room. But I do think it, it kind of explained a little bit his. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, so is Spider-Man going to start Spider-Manning again? I mean, I, I I think I would like a longer Spider-Man No More where Peter has to, like, sit and watch some terrible things happen without him before <laughs> he realizes, you know, he's got to get back out there or something. Like, this man hasn't I don't, suffered I don't enough. Know. I, I, I guess I'm still just not... Uh, I, I don't I don't think that they're dealing with this properly. Like they what have a like tension to together. I don't know. I've never dealt with with something like that either, but uh, I think that Mary Jane grabbing the picture and being like, "Oh, she liked us." In my head it's like, "Of course she did." Like you should be sobbing grabbing that picture you know like i think the implication there wasn't she likes us i think it's she liked me because she knew that gwen liked peter but it was only until very recently that like she didn't think gwen liked her so if she has a picture that includes mary jane that was taken months and months and months ago when she thought that they weren't friends but gwen apparently thought they were friends i don't know I thought that was kind of powerful. Yeah. I don't know either. I think I just like some long-term change in Peter. So, like I said, maybe he Spider-Man no more for a bit longer. Maybe he just starts beating criminals to a pulp because he, 
you know, feels like what he was doing before wasn't working. But I, he needs to change in some way, you know, and it's not just like brooding in detention. Yeah. I'm not saying this one story should be the last time they mention Gwen or the fact that she's dead. I think they need to go through a grieving process, but I'm glad that they at least dedicated one issue to the start of that. Yeah. Yeah. So what's what's your grading scale? Okay, so out of 10 well-intentioned therapy sessions with Dr. Mary Jane Watson. Because <laughs> she really tried to get through to Flash, and she really tried to get through to Peter, and neither seemed to work. Yeah, I thought I thought her talking to Flash was really not. I was like, I was like, this isn't working. This isn't going to work. This isn't. This uh, was the guy you were banking on opening up emotionally. And I didn't like her facial her facial things either like i that's what i mean when i when it's goofy that she's like oh my gosh you had a crush on gwen that's why that's why it it's like a high school crush it's yeah she like looks a little were, she looks a little too giddy in that panel i'll give it i'll give you that yeah so i i, I think the tone there should be and i think this is how i read it and why i'm generous to it the crush itself doesn't matter it's what it says to us about flash that he likes girls he likes pretty girls like the rest of us like no (laughs) that like all he knows is how to lash out at people and he's hurting too like it it's it's not that he didn't care that gwen died it's that he doesn't handle grief well and now other people are paying the price for that yeah i also think if he actually did like care about her to an extent he probably wouldn't be like going out making jokes you know like that doesn't seem realistic for anyone no matter how big of a dick they are to be like oh free stuff from the dead girl's locker right on you know i don't know yeah that's that's sometimes what was i just watching the other day i was watching something and the 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 kids in it are so mean and and it's like kids are not this mean to each other just like all the time always like every line they say is just like mean it's like that's not so i don't know you know Anyway, I get now I get what you're saying. So it's not that big of a deal. But he's a comic book high school bully. They have to keep that characterization consistent because he doesn't get the same page yeah. length for nuance that like Peter and Mary Jane do. Yeah. Yeah. So uh I think I'll give this one a, a six and a half out of ten therapy wow. sessions with Mary Jane. Not as good as the last one, which I think I gave a seven. I gave it a 10 out of 10. I think I, it just I figured you would. Yeah. I was I was I was just in that headspace like last night when I was reading it I was like fully invested and I was like wow this does exactly what I wanted it to do and you know I kind of expected like if you're doing a Gwen memorial issue it would happen maybe at her funeral or at her grave or something. I liked the idea that it's in a detention um kind of to signify like hey life goes on without her whether you want it to or not like you're going to miss her in your day-to-day life not just you know 
in this specific place it's like meant for missing her yeah maybe that's even part of the reason why i don't like this one as much because peter and gwen live together so just based on like time spent together it would feel very lonely at the house right because peter would constantly be being reminded gwen isn't here anymore versus at school i don't know i think maybe it even minimalizes minimizes like the thing that it is it's just like a detention it's just like a thing that we're gonna get get through in detention today you know yeah i just think it's hard to tell a story of him being lonely in his house in a comic book format because he needs other characters to interact with and i just think this was a vehicle for that well like seeing aunt may just like depressed crying over the table would be insanely like emotional you know there are ways that you could show for sure you know the grief that peter and aunt may are surely going through on like a day-to-day level at their home you know anyway i hear you i I know i just rewriting the issue basically (laughs) yeah um one thing that i did find kind of unbelievable was like okay so these kids are in detention because they all got in a fight a day ago and your solution is lock them in a room together together. no teachers (laughs) no supervision at all and then like and it's so bad of supervision that one of them left for three hours and didn't get caught (laughs) and another one ended up on the roof two others ran off yeah yeah exactly like what was stopping them from leaving the whole time yeah but of course they couldn't have had a teacher there supervising them because then the whole issue couldn't have happened dude i don't want to work detention I got to do on Saturday. <laughs> yeah. All right. We got anything else? Um, I don't think so. Nope. I saw it. I did say next week. I said Wolverine. Are we getting some Wolverine in the next issue? See, that would be, I would like to see maybe Wolverine come in and help Peter uh, get over this because he <laughs> is someone who beats all of his criminals to a pulp and like murders people. So maybe he could be like some sort of a, voice of reason that's probably not the issue that we're getting though i'm just guessing listen here bub guys like you don't want you know, to come you guys like me dude i would like to see that vengeance but at what cost <laughs> um you're right that's not the issue we're getting <laughs> i am i am excited to to get your oh man i'm excited to talk to you about next week Nice. I think that'll be fun. Nice. So yeah, that's uh, Ultimate Spider-Man issues 66 and 67 next week. All right. We got uh, we got anything else interesting going on that we want to share with the listeners this week? Um, not oh, that I can on, think Zach, of, man. We have to come up with something. Uh, the weather's been crazy, right? Dude, and traffic was so bad on the way to this wedding yesterday. <laughs> yeah. Hey, what day does your trash get picked up? Wednesday, and I forgot this last week. Oh, man. Classic. Happens every other week. That's a a running joke with my, like, extended family. Like, the adults don't get along nearly as well as the kids do. And a few years ago at Thanksgiving, the kids' table was in another room just, like, cracking up. 
And I like walked through the adult. We have a big family. So even if you're like in your mid twenties, you're still at the kids table. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I walked through like our, where our parents were all eating and it was just dead silence. And then I heard someone say, so when does your trash get picked up? (laughs) And I just thought that was like the funniest juxtaposition. That is so funny. Oh man. That, that reminds me. Um, Elizabeth and I were walking along, uh, just like walking outside, uh, like last week or something. And we like walked past these people that were having a conversation and all we heard of it, I'm not going to remember it perfectly. So it's not going to be as good, but basically the gist of it was like, yeah, when, when you, when you use the fly swatters on these flies, something must happen to them like mentally dude it was like it was like somebody like talking about like when the fly sees a fly swatter like what's going through their mentality and it was just so funny to to be like man these are the most boring people on the planet that we're walking past just like oh yeah i uh i woke up like 30 minutes before we started recording and i literally just went to starbucks in my pajamas and like one of the only things i did to kind of like you know wake up or whatever it was i watched an instagram reel that a buddy sent me and it was this guy who kept setting a cracker on the ground uh every day and he would wait for an ant to see it and walk away and he's like oh the ant's gonna go back to his colony and tell his buddies hey i just found a whole cracker over here and he'd pick the cracker up and so the Dick. other ants would get there and they'd think that this guy was a liar. And he said he's his goal was to incite a like all of the other ants to turn on this guy and just like public execution <laughs> ant style. And he was filming and he finally caught it. And he was like, yo, it happened. They're killing the, the dude. And it was literally a bunch of ants stomping another one to death. And I was like, I know that we don't. So mean. That is awful. I like. I know we don't really feel remorse. Like if there's a bug in your house or if you step on an ant, like we don't care. That doesn't. That no one feels guilty for that. But there's something. Zach, like, I try to save the bugs if I can. That's nice. <laughs> there's something psychotic about going to the all the work of getting bugs to kill each other. Def- definitely, there is. That's like that's. Oh my gosh. Yeah, think if that was like real people and it was just some guy that was like, I found a bunch of food over here. Let's go. And then all these homeless people just like murder him because the food is gone. My thing was, how does he know it's the same ant every day that's lying to the friends? Yeah, he kept positioning it like, like, oh, I'm going to ruin this one particular ant's life. No, it's it got to be seven different day. ants yeah. every day. And they just finally got fed up and they killed the seventh one. Huh. That's messed up, man. Yeah. <laughs> but it but it is a very interesting like scientific experiment at the same time. Like yeah. that that is interesting to me. It had uh, me driving to Starbucks wondering how ants communicate. Sociopathic. <laughs> yeah. Um oh that's funny. Well, that's what we got for you this week. Yeah. Ant okay. murder. Ant murder. <laughs> Yeah, dude, I do. Uh, I'll try and save the save the bugs if they're not too gross. Spiders will die, um, and 
but but other types of bugs i'll usually try to save and put back outside yeah isn't yeah. it ironic you're the you're a first read ultimate spider-man co-host and you'll kill the spiders they're disgusting <laughs> <laughs> um my like lifelong best friend and uh we were roommates in college our freshman year we had like an agreement before we even saw our dorm he was like terrified of spiders and i you don't handle the one that kills them yes but i don't handle bees or wasps or anything that can like okay. fly and sting me that just feels like unfair yeah like that's I'll an kill, unfair fight I'll kill those things as well so he we had an agreement he would kill the bees and wasps and hornets and i would kill all of the spiders and the funny thing was we were in a really old building and we like the whole year had a wasp's nest in our <laughs> ventilation and it was specifically oh our room we would have oh like sometimes we would have four or five wasps at a time and we kept getting like the exterminator Dude. to come and they couldn't kill the wasps and i had to kill one spider the whole year guys i would not be living in there i would like have to move i think that's terrifying. Yeah, it sucked. And also, that building um, didn't have air conditioning. It was like, it was so old. We were the last people there before they closed it for a year and renovated it. Wow. Where was this? What school did you go to? Indiana State. Nice. Sycamores. Yeah, ISU. I screwed up. Larry Legend. Yeah. And let me tell you, they milk that for all it's worth. <laughs> I, I, I bet yeah okay should we send it out yeah i think we're actually done now okay um here you can cut this part out zach give me like 10 seconds let me make sure that i don't have anything to talk about let's 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 all think really listeners hard. challenge john on chess.com jopat 18 <laughs> thank you okay yep yeah, thanks, Zach. That's a good one to end on. Okay, and thank you to Ian Hickey for the music and Alyssa Seaman, our our uh, I won't say co-host on the ground, but what our, what what correspondent our correspondent on the ground for all of our artwork. And thank you, Webheads, for listening and leaving us a review or a comment. You can find us the First Read Ultimate Spider-Man podcast on Spotify, Apple Music, or anywhere else that you find podcasts. And you can come and leave us a comment on Instagram at First Read Podcast. Send us an email at firstreadspidey at gmail.com and find us on YouTube, First Read Ultimate Spider-Man Podcast. See you next week. See ya. Mm-hmm.